Welcome to They Think It's All Over, the Football Shirt Show World Cup interlude. Lots has happened. We've seen Messi's thousandth game. But where we want to start after tonight is talking about England. So, Scott, what do you reckon? Scott? Where's Scott? Yeah, I, I don't think that's uh, technical difficulties. I think he's he's too upset by the results, so he's he's not turned up. I think he's trying to return his Senegal shirt. I think that's what he's trying to do, searching for that receipt. I thought I saw him in the, in the crowd earlier, dancing away. I don't think he's trying to get his money back from the shirt. I think he's trying to get all the money back he spent on trying to prove that he's got Senegalese heritage, to be honest with you. Right, so who's joining us this week then? It's Mike at Footy Shirts. And it's Tom at Shirt Fan. And as usual, it's Agent at Football Share Talia. Who wants to explain why we've been absent for a little while? Well, we've all been too busy getting pissed for the World Cup, haven't we? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Basically, we decided to take a little hiatus just to kind of recoup and gather our thoughts because it's a busy, busy time at Christmas. And with the added World Cup, we're just very tight for time. But we've got lots of stuff lined up for the new year. We thought we'd just dip in after this England game and have a quick roundup of the World Cup so far. Very good. So, roundup, let's keep keep it kit relevant. Mike, what's your biggest kit story so far this World Cup for you? I think it's the, the lack of use of some of the kits for me. Um, I know that we talk about uh, sort of like trying to use home kits where home kits can be used and everything, but for me, a World Cup's a whole different ballgame. Nobody's at home, just wear both kits. And there are some stunning kits that have gone unworn, uh, including the Germany away after their early exit. Uh, we've had Mexico, that that away shirt that obviously nobody got to buy anybody anyway, so nobody's really disappointed that, that it's going to be an unworn shirt, um, along with a, ho- a whole list of, of shirts that, that just never got used. Belgium away, that was another one. Whatever, a lot of people's favourites. We never saw that. We loved it. FIFA didn't. Do you not think with these kits, it's such a shame when they're not used and they're not seen on the... I'm putting my fingers up like inverted commas now, the greatest stage of all. It's a shame we don't see them, but do you not think there should be some kind of rule that says they need to be worn at least once? Possibly. Like, I think Mike makes a great point actually thinking about it. Nobody's at home, so maybe you can can mix up your kits. could be an option, but I'm sure lots of them will get worn in qualifying or they've been worn in Nations League games or what have you before, and so they're not, they're not consigned to the bin, are they? I, th- I think it's just a, like Tom says. I think it's just a shame that they that they miss that big stage. And I, I mean, it's happened in the past. Don't get me wrong. I think one of one of my favourites and one of the most sort of like uh, famous for that is probably the Germany '94 away, the green to, to obviously match the home. Never got never got used at USA '94. Now the truth is, later on down the line, it doesn't make it any less collectible. I think it's more just the the memories side of things maybe is missing a little bit. Yeah, and there could be more shirts like that. I think Japan away, they need to get past Brazil potentially before there's any chance of that being seen, isn't there? So um, we'll see. What about you, Tom? What's the biggest stories for you so far? Well, you mentioned it on the intro there, Messi's thousandth game. thought that was, you know, it was a great achievement for the little man. But it was great to see the post afterwards of um, the Australia player who didn't even play, who's in the squad. What was his name? Cameron... Cameron Devlin, was it? Cam Devlin, yeah. But Hearts midfielder didn't even play in the game, but there he was waiting afterwards for Messi to receive his man of the match award and to pocket Messi's thousandth game shirt. So some 
some cojones on the man there, but you'd expect nothing less from an Australian. Yeah, certainly ballsy. Apparently, he did ask him on the pitch. He was the only Australian to actually ask him on the pitch after the game. And Messi did say afterwards, down the tunnel or something like that. So, yeah, that's one version of events. You know what? I, I think you've got to give him a bit of credit as well. A lot of people, a few people saying like about how he didn't even, he's not played a minute of the World Cup and he's bagged that shit and everything. But, but you know what? Who wouldn't in that situation? I, I, if if I was the, the water boy and I had a chance of getting Messi's match on shirt, do you know what? I'd get it in a heartbeat. So <laughs> as much as I'll, I'll say it's a little bit sneaky at the same time, if he's the only one who asked for it and he had the, the, the balls to do it and fair play to him, a man's got a little retirement fund he can sit on for as long as he likes now. Full credit. I wonder what he will do with it. I wonder if it. I mean, I imagine to be that ballsy about it and to be that upfront and ask for the shirt. He's a huge Messi fan, isn't he? And he's going to treasure that. We're not going to see that on eBay or an auction site anytime soon. I think a lot of them were Messi fans. Did Did you see the other video that kind of came out with it? The Australian players were literally queuing up for selfies from. I think it it all adds to the the aura of what what Messi actually is, not just to us as fans, but to to other players as well he he's absolutely out of this world he's he's something else like like football in my opinion like football's never seen before and probably never will again one thing i want to ask you guys we we kind of spoke in length about all of these world cup releases before the tournament has your mind changed on any of them since we've seen them i know mike's has well actually no mike did you like the portugal home shirt before this tournament started Started or I did. I, did. I remember um, anyone who follows Pedro on Twitter will know he's very vocal about his dislike of that shit. And I remember risking our friendship a few months back by telling him how much I liked it. And I ha- I have been on the like side of that one for a little while. However, I did not change my mind at all in seeing it on the pitch. In fact, I liked it even more. And I I genuinely think I I like it as a shirt, but it looks even better as a full kit I think it looks really really good Tom to answer your question though, for me uh, the England home shirt is better and uh, I know we gave it mm. quite a bad reception a few weeks whether that's because we're winning who knows and actually it really pains me to say it but the Holland kit as well is sort oh, of no. growing a little bit yeah no I'm I'm with you on that I, I'm I'm sorry I don't know what it is um, it I, I've not uh, funnily enough before we came on the record I was just saying to Tom I've not watched as much of this world cup as i probably have in the past in honesty mainly because of work reasons and times and so on but i caught a little bit of some of the holland game and i gotta admit i like it i like the color of it on the pitch under the lights i actually think it looks quite good disgusting absolutely i think, it, I think it's because i've got my christmas tree out though and it's got orange decorations on it so like them against the pitch <laughs> it looks it's looking very christmassy and making the room look very festive so maybe i tell you the one i've changed my mind on I, I i didn't even have an opinion on it beforehand i just thought it was dull but the the spain home shirt with the uh in the heat ready spec it looks great the player spec on the pitch especially a couple of them wearing long sleeves i think that's a really nice shirt that went under the radar I was going to say, I think that one definitely went under the radar. It's got big sort of like, what is it, 98 vibes about it with the collar and, and the, the cuffs. It looks, I think it looks really good. I think the other one that I actually really like that most people were hated so far was the Australia Away in that night template. I actually quite like the colours of it. I Yeah, I, I was quite a big fan of it. And again, I think as a kit, it looked really good, to be honest. Would you get a name set, perhaps Jason Cummins, Cumdog69? which apparently is no. one of the biggest selling namesets for the Australia shirts in Australia. 
absolutely not not for any amount of money and if i was gonna is it i think it's jackson irvine isn't it I, he's pretty much the coolest man in world football if i was gonna get a name set on australia shit it's gonna be his just to explain that as well so jason cummins formerly of scotland in the australia squad at the moment and he was briefly an amateur wrestler mike is that right and he oh, named, no, I've not heard this. And he, he definitely he sent out a challenge video, didn't he? he definitely yeah. sent out a challenge video. And he named himself Comdog, you know. So that's why the people are getting that name set on the back of their Australia shirts. But that, so if you see one of those, I don't know if it qualifies as a, a ruined shirt or not. But it's yes, yes, it does. <laughs> definitely does. We're going to have to find that video and stick that out alongside the podcast. I've been running around a, a changing room pretending to be uh, uh, Comdog. <laughs> As we talk about football shirts, when teams exit the tournament, we've seen some pretty exciting savings as well, haven't we, online? Yeah, Adidas in particular, I mean, that they were not hanging about. I think as soon as the full-time whistle went, all the, I mean, the Germany kits in particular in the Belgium were slashed down to, to 50% for both the, the stadium's authentics and Adidas were throwing out free name sets just to try and shift all the stock that they've got, which obviously... For people who are not bothered about tournament performance and they just want a nice shirt, it's a pretty good deal, to be fair. Yeah, I jumped on that Germany one straight away in the Authentic. Got Musiala, who I thought was was brilliant before they were dumped out. It's a shame to see him go if it was funny to see Germany go. But yeah, I had to get that shirt. It was one of the best beforehand and yeah, really liked it. I'm sure it's going to be filling people's stockings up and down the land over the coming weeks. But um there we go I think that's a nice little summary I think we've done a nice little wrap up there well done guys but what have we got coming up before the end of this year and what have we got more excitingly going into 2023 so people won't have to wait too long to listen to our stupid voices um, because we're going to do uh, I don't know what we're going to call it yet maybe a big fat episode of 2022 to wrap everything up including possibly ranking some of our favourite kits of the year, maybe getting a few guests on, a few favourites over the, from over the year. And then following into next year, we've got some amazing guests lined up. We've, we've got the interview that me and Tom recorded with Pete Donaldson. We've got the amazing pie face to, to, to go out. We've got former Swindon, uh, journeyman in general, Sam Parkin, and we're going to do a non-league special with the owner of a non-league football club as well. So we've got all that to look forward to. Some good stuff there, isn't there, Tom? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. And I'm hoping that we can come back as World Cup winners. Because could imagine how fuming Scott's going to be if we start the new year as World Cup winners. I was going to say, especially when he remembers he's got to put an England shirt on and do the, do the outro as well. Hell yeah, we cannot let him off that hook. One more thing as well, it was really, really heartening to see so many people tweeting us to say that we were on their Spotify wrapped list, which none of us expected. And it kind of came out of the blue that day when Spotify did their wrapped 
thing. And it, yeah, it was just so good to see. So we're really grateful that so many people are listening and continue to listen. And thanks so much for that. And I'm ashamed to say that the podcast didn't appear on my Spotify rap list, which is why I never posted one. <laughs> John. <laughs> well, it did appear on mine because somebody asked the proof listen at seven o'clock on a Monday morning to make sure nobody's left anything silly in. That has but... saved us many a time, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> on on that note, through the Spotify thing, just a, a quick one. Obviously, we want to say thank you to everybody that listens. Spotify in particular seems to be the most successful platform that we get a lot of our listenership from. When we did our little rap thing, we we found out a few stats and, and figures about, you know, the people that listen to us. So I'm just going to throw a few. It's a little bit self-indulgent, but I want to throw a little bit of that out there just so people know how important it is to us to, to know all of this stuff. So across the course of the year, we recorded 2,462 minutes of new content for everybody. Just on Spotify alone, we were listened to in 38 countries. Now, I did do a little bit of digging into our analytics to find out elsewhere as well. And in total, we are listened to in 65 countries across the world. The top five countries, the United Kingdom, USA, Ireland, Australia and Canada. And I had a little look, the nerd that I am, for all of the countries that were at the World Cup this year. Have a guess, lads. How many countries do you think that we don't have a listenership in. So out of 32, how, how many countries are we missing from that list? Well, let's be honest, Tom, there's, there's no way our content's going out in Qatar, Saudi Arabia, is it? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, you're wrong there. So so we, we, we only, there's only seven countries from the World Cup that we don't have a listenership in. One of them is Qatar. The other is Senegal and they probably won't come to us now either. Uh, Iran, Costa Rica, Cameroon, a little bit disappointed that Tube Promoting doesn't listen, but hey, uh, Serbia and South Korea. So we do actually have listeners in Saudi Arabia, which astounded me as well. That's but, amazing. So yeah. It, basically, fuck all of those countries now for the World Cup. I'm going I'm to get us back on track before we create a war. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, as I say, that that's the countries that we, we didn't have listeners from. But going back to... The, the Spotify stuff. We are a top 10 podcast for 438 regular listeners, which to some people might not sound like a big figure, but to a podcast like ours, that's actually quite a lot. And it also then translates that on Spotify, we are in the top 10% of most shared podcasts globally, which I think is incredible. And then just to add to that, I did a little delve into the analytics again to see, and we haven't even been going for a year yet. And we've had over 14,000 plays which I think is pretty bloody good. So a genuine heartfelt thank you to everybody that listens, streams, downloads and recommends this podcast to any of their friends. Uh, well done, team. High fives all around. Yeah, please share with your friends in Senegal, Serbia, Iran, Qatar and South Korea too, because they're missing out. And cost, cost, don't forget Costa Rica as well. No, I fuck them. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> no, but nobody listens, so they're not going to be <laughs> So in the meantime, we're going to keep having all that usual great content coming out on our Twitter feed. Uh, if you don't follow us already, we're at They Think Kits. Please give us a follow. Please do um, throw us a few likes and share us with your friends. In the meantime, everybody, have a great Christmas. Although we will get that Christmas end of year one out before Christmas, will we, Mike? I think we might drop it out in between Christmas and New Year, possibly in what a lot of people refer to as the gooch of New Year, Christmas and New Year. <laughs> so if we if we drop it in that little time, that little no man's land area, 
there where people are so fed up with food, alcohol and everything else that Christmas throws out and just to give them something to do. In that corridor of uncertainty. Exactly that. All right. Well, in that case, have a bloody good Christmas, everyone. And you. And we'll come back as world champions, yeah? Definitely. Okay. They think it's all over. Merry Christmas. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) You filthy animal.